Hello, and welcome to another episode of BMS, Bible Made Simple. I am your host, Pastor Dr. Yvonne Scott Miller of One Lord Teaching Ministry in Georgia. I want to open this session with two scriptures from two different books. The first scripture comes from Luke, the third chapter, the 16th verse, and it reads, and this is John. John answered saying unto them all, I indeed baptize you with water, but one mightier than I cometh, the latcheth of whose shoes I am not worthy to unloose. He shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. The second scripture I'm going to read comes out of Acts, the first chapter, the fifth verse. And this is Jesus talking. For John truly baptized you with water, but ye shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost not many days hence. Listeners, did you know that there are two baptisms that are taught in the word of God? I've got to be honest that I didn't. You see, my testimony is I was baptized at the age of seven, but I didn't learn about that second baptism until about 47 years later, or the age of 47. You see, I was on that Christian timeline, that's what I call it, the Christian timeline. The Christian timeline began when you move from sin to salvation. What what does that mean? You move from sin to salvation when you do what Romans 10, 9 and 10 says do. When you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that you are raised from the dead, then you shall be saved. It is with confession and the heart that you are saved. You are saved and you are saved from hell's fire. You are saved so that when your eyes close on this side of glory, you wake up in heaven. You are saved and and you're redeemed by the blood of Jesus. You're saved and when Jesus, when God looks at you, he sees Jesus because he sees Jesus's righteousness and not your own sinful nature. So when you go from the time, get on the timeline, you get on the timeline of the Christian walk by becoming saved. You confess with your mouth, believe in your heart. Jesus Christ was raised from the dead and you become saved. You become saved. But that's the beginning of the timeline. The next part of the timeline comes when you receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. You see, I was always taught that once you got saved, you automatically received the gift of the Holy Spirit. But when you actually explore explore scripture, that's not really what it says. If you will read John 20, and I'm going to go there, John 20, 21 to 23, Jesus is talking to his disciples. Jesus has been resurrected from the dead. Jesus is in his 40-day post-resurrection walk. And in John 20 and 21, something special happens uh, with the disciples. John 20 and 21 reads, well, yeah, I'll go to 21. 
Then Jesus said unto them, he's talking to his disciples, peace be unto you. As my father have sent me, even so send I you. And the 22nd verse says, and when he had said this, he breathed on them and saith unto them, receive, say receive, receive ye the Holy Ghost. They weren't baptized, but they received the Holy Ghost when God, when Jesus is anointing from his breath, breathe on them. That's not the only place in scripture we see the word receive the Holy Ghost. If you will read the template of salvation that comes after salvation in Acts, second chapter, the 38th, Peter is preaching his inaugural sermon. And in Acts, the second chapter, the 38th verse, Jesus gives the church a template to follow on this timeline called Christianity. Acts, the second chapter, the 38th verse reads, Then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and ye shall receive, say receive, the gift of the Holy Spirit. He's saying, confess with your mouth, Lord Jesus Christ. Believe in your heart that you he is raised from the dead. Turn from your sinful ways. Then be baptized and you shall receive then at baptism the gift of the Holy Spirit. Say receive at baptism the gift of the Holy Spirit. It's free. Okay, okay, you said that's that just two places. Jesus said uh, you, uh, he, he blew on them and they received it. Uh, but Jesus said it again in Acts 1 as well. So we're not going to just take the John version. We're going to go back to Acts 1 and uh, 5. And it says, For Jesus, John, truly baptized you with water. Now let me go down to Acts 1 and 8. 7 and 8. And he said unto them, It is not for you to know the time or the season which the Father hath put in his own power. But in Acts 1 and 8 he says, But ye shall receive, say receive, power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And ye shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and to Judea and in Samaria and unto the other parts of the earth. So our timeline begins at salvation. The timeline moves on to baptism. But then that third part of the, the timeline includes the baptism by the Holy Spirit. So there are two baptisms. There's a baptism done by man following repentance where you receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. But then there's a wonderful second baptism. It's not done by man. It's a divine baptism done by the Holy Spirit where you are baptized by the Spirit of Jesus, baptized by the Spirit of God, and you are baptized into power. 
It is when that baptism comes on you that a fresh anointing is, is in you, a fresh anointing and with power to witness, power to preach, power to govern, power to sing, power to usher, power. You become baptized with the Holy Spirit and it is then that the Holy Spirit begins to bestow on you those gifts that he's talking about in 1 Corinthians 12 and 1 Corinthians 13. The gifts of tongues, the gift of, of knowledge, word of knowledge, the gift of prophecy, the gifts, all the gifts of healing, of miracles, and the gift of love that we forget about in 1 Corinthians 13. Those 10 gifts come upon us after the Holy Spirit has come upon us. Then he gives us the power. Then we begin to walk in kingdom power. Then the kingdom of God comes upon us. What do you mean the kingdom of God comes upon us? Isn't that heaven? No. The kingdom of heaven is the kingdom of heaven. But the kingdom of God is the power of God operating in the earth. Where did you get that from, Pastor? Okay, that, that really wasn't part of the subject, but let me just go back to, to that conversation that that Jesus was having with Nicodemus in, in John the third chapter. You see, Jesus in John the third chapter had been operating with miracles, signs, and wonders. And, and so Nicodemus said, I, I know you a teacher sent, uh, sent by God because can't nobody do the things you do except he be sent by God. Nobody can raise folk from the dead except he be sent by God. Nobody can heal like you heal. Nobody can preach like you preach. So how you do that, Lord? How you do that? that that's sort of what Nicodemus was saying in Ebonic's term. And, and then Jesus says in John third chapter, the fifth verse, he says, verily, verily, I say unto thee, he said, listen up. Listen good. I say unto thee, except a man be born of water, the first baptism, the baptism by man, by submersion in water, except a man be born of water, and there's a conjunction, and of the Spirit, unless you be baptized by man into water, by submersion, and except you be baptized by the Holy Spirit, you cannot enter into the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is the power of God in the earth. The power not just to witness, but the power to show the unbelieved that God is real. Let me read that again. And this is Jesus. Except a man be born of water, the first baptism and a conjunction of the spirit, the Holy Spirit, baptized of the Holy Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. He will never see the power that Jesus walked in. I want to go one other place because I need to make it relevant to the now church relevant to the church after the Holy Spirit descended upon the body in Acts 2. 
after the 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 the, the inauguration of the of the earth with the Holy Spirit and in Acts 2 where it says that they were all together in one accord and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as a rushing mighty wind and it filled all the house where they were sitting and they appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire and it sat upon each of them and they were all filled they were all baptized with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Before that day, Peter couldn't preach and save 5,000. But after that day, the Holy Spirit baptized Peter and he could now walk in power and authority. He wasn't cursing Peter anymore. He wasn't cutting off ears anymore. He wasn't asking Jesus, what you gonna do with John when you're gone no more? But now he was baptized and he was a new man and he could open up his mouth and salvation could come to 5,000 in a short period of time. But but I don't wanna just sit on Peter. I wanna go to Paul. Paul, that, 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 that apostle who wrote three-fourths of the New Testament. If you will have your Bibles, if you would go with me to Acts 19 chapter. Paul is on his missionary journey and he's coming to Ephesus. And in Acts 19 chapter, beginning at the second verse, Paul asked some disciples of Jesus Christ this question. This is Acts 19 and 2. He said unto them, have you received the Holy Ghost since you believed? And they said unto him, We have not so much as heard whether there be any Holy Ghost. Third verse. And he said unto them, Unto what then were you baptized? And they said, Unto John's baptism. And then, and then said Paul, John verily baptized you with the baptism of repentance, saying unto the people that they should believe on him that should come after him, that is on Christ Jesus. And this is what Paul did. First thing he did in Acts 19 and 5 is he gave them the first baptism. When they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. He submerged them in water. He baptized them in the name of the Lord Jesus. And in Acts 19 and 6, here comes the second baptism. And when Paul had laid his hands on them, the Holy Ghost came on them, and they spake with tongues and prophesied, and all the men were about 12. So Paul said, there are two baptisms that need to be received by the church. The baptism in the water is when they receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. And then the second baptism is the baptism by the Holy Spirit into power. I, I understand what you're saying, Pastor Yvonne. 
I understand. I'm like you. I've been on that timeline of Christianity for a while, and, and I don't know if I've received the power. He said to tell you the church. And that's why he called this 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 podcast what he did. Repent for power. Repent for power. What's he saying? He said, I need the church to repent for the fact that you have been operating without power. I need the church to repent for the fact that you've not even been teaching about my second baptism. I need the church to repent. They've been operating in worldly system and not in the kingdom of God system. He said, if you will repent, if you will open up your mouth and repent, then and only then will you see revival in my church. Then and only then will you see revival in my kingdom church. How do we print? Just as you repented to receive salvation, you open up your mouth and you confess the Lord, we've been operating in self. We've been operating in religion. We've been operating in, in man's system. He said, just simply tell you just to ask. How do you receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit? He said, just tell them to ask because I've already given them the promise. The promise was given in Joel 2, 28 and, 30, and 29 when I said that I will, and my I wills are my I wills, I will pour out my spirit on all flesh and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams and your young men shall see visions. And also upon my servants and on my handmaidens and those shall I pour out my spirit. I will, he says, I've already promised it. All you have to do is ask. And after you ask, all you have to do is what Jesus said do in Acts first chapter, fifth verse, when he was talking to his disciples, he said, wait. He told them in Acts first chapter, fourth verse, but wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, ye shall have heard of me. You've heard of it from me again today, that the church needs the baptism of the Holy Spirit. So we have to repent. And when we repent of not having his spirit in control, his spirit leading and guiding us, when we repent by asking for his power, then he will reign his power on us and we will see revival in his church. Ask for the power. Wait for the power. And watch the kingdom of God come upon the church to influence the earth as God intended. Repent for power so that revival can come. Until we meet again, this is Pastor Dr. Yvonne Scott Miller saying, be blessed and be a blessing. In Jesus' name, amen and amen.